crafts. Now, fine and just actions, which political science investigates, admit of much variety and fluctuation of opinion, so that they may be thought to exist only by convention and not by nature. And goods also give rise to a similar fluctuation because they bring harm to many people. For before now men have been undone by reason of their wealth, and others by reason of their courage. We must be content then in speaking of such subjects and with such premises to indicate the truth roughly and in outline. And in speaking about things which are only for the most part true, and with premises of the same kind to reach conclusions that are no better. In the same spirit, therefore, should each type of statement be received. For it is the mark of an educated man to look for precision in each class of things just so far as the nature of the subject admits. It is evidently equally foolish to accept probable reasoning from a mathematician and to demand from a rhetorician scientific proofs. Now each man judges well the things he knows, and of these he is a good judge. And so the man who has been educated in a subject is a good judge of that subject, and the man who has received an all-round education is a good judge in general. Hence, a young man is not a proper hearer of lectures on political science, for he is inexperienced in the actions that occur in life, but its discussions start from these and are about these. And further, since he tends to follow his passions, his study will be vain and unprofitable, because the end aimed at is not knowledge, but action. And it makes no difference whether he is young in years or youthful in character. The defect does not depend on time, but on his living, and pursuing each successive object as passion directs. For to such persons, as to the incontinent, knowledge brings no profit. But to those who desire and act in accordance with a rational principle, knowledge about such matters will be of great benefit. These remarks about the student the sort of treatment to be expected and the purpose of the inquiry may be taken as our preface. Let us resume our inquiry and state, in view of the fact that all knowledge and every pursuit aims at some good, what it is that we say political science aims at, and what is the highest of all goods achievable by action. Verbally there is very general agreement— for both the general run of men and people of superior refinement say that it is happiness, and identify living well and doing well with being happy. But with regard to what happiness is, they differ, and the many do not give the same account as the wise. For the former think it is some plain and obvious thing, like pleasure, wealth, or honor. They differ, however, from one another, and often even the same man identifies it with different things, with health when he is ill, with wealth when he is poor. But, conscious of their ignorance, they admire those who proclaim some great ideal that is above their comprehension. Now, some thought that apart from these many goods, there is another which is self-subsistent and causes the goodness of all these as well. To examine all the opinions that have been held were perhaps somewhat fruitless. Enough to examine those that are most prevalent or that seem to be arguable. Let us not fail to notice, however, that there is a difference between arguments from and those to the first principles. For Plato, too, was right in raising this question and asking, as he used to do, are we on the way from or to the first principles? 
There is a difference, as there is in a race course, between the course from the judges to the turning point and the way back. For while we must begin with what is known, things are objects of knowledge in two senses, some to us, some without qualification. Presumably, then, we must begin with things known to us. Hence, anyone who is to listen intelligently to lectures about what is noble and just, and generally about the subjects of political science, must have been brought up in good habits. For the fact is the starting point, and if this is sufficiently plain to him, he will not, at the start, need the reason as well. And the man who has been well brought up has or can easily get starting points. And as for him who neither has nor can get them, let him hear the words of Hesiod. Far best is he who knows all things himself. Good he that hearkens when men counsel right. But he who neither knows...